Hey, everybody, and welcome to the NFL Roadshow Fantasy Friday edition with Michael Fabiano from Sports Illustrated, also my Sirius XM fantasy sports radio partner from the show Fantasy Dirt, which he does every weeknight from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I join him on Wednesdays and Fridays. Taking a look here at week 14 from a fantasy perspective with four teams off, the Patriots, Colts, Eagles, and Dolphins. This is the last week of buys, so we don't have to deal with this moving forward. It's a big week, though, by the way. This is the last week for most teams to get into the fantasy playoffs, which start next week. There are seven games in the early window, four in the afternoon. We've got Bears-Packers on Sunday night, and we've got Rams-Cardinals on Monday. Something to keep an eye on in that last game, Chase Edmonds activated from IR on Thursday. As someone who has him stashed in a handful of leagues, that is exciting for me. But will he go? We're going to have to keep an eye on the news there. And the fact that it's the last game of the week could complicate things a little bit. Same with Julio in Tennessee. We're keeping an eye on whether or not he's going to go. The fact that he is back on the field at practice for the Titans potentially changes the complexion of playable assets in that offense. Tony Pollard for Dallas with a torn plantar fascia tendon. The team has talked about him like he is going to play against the Washington football team on Sunday. He says he's a game-time decision. I'm concerned about how much the pain from that particular injury could affect his play, though, if he plays. So that's a big question mark. Elijah Mitchell, another player that we're going to have to keep our eye on. He's dealing with knee irritation while also in the concussion protocol. Um, so that's a problem. And they're also pretty banged up at running back there in San Francisco. So that is a big one, both at the top end in terms of whether or not you can play Mitchell, but also the low end and whether or not a waiver wire type of guy becomes playable all of a sudden. And we'll have information coming up on the podcast on who that guy might be. Uh, as for COVID this week, whew, looks like the chargers and the Browns are the ones getting hit. As of the time I'm recording this on Thursday, that could change. Keenan Allen tested positive earlier this week. According to NFL Network's Taylor Bishotti, he is vaccinated. So there is a potential path for him to play on Sunday. He would just have to have two negative tests, 24 hours apart from one another, and no symptoms for at least 48 hours. I wouldn't count on that happening, but it is possible for it to happen. More likely to happen is Mike Williams playing because he is also in the COVID protocol as a close contact. So his path to play requires him to quarantine for five days and just continue to test negative. So we'll see what happens there. But again, we will have some options ahead for either scenario. The Browns COVID situation so far has hit their leading tackler, Anthony Walker Jr., their punter, and a couple of tight ends, including David Njoku. And for fantasy purposes, I think this one's really interesting because they're also going to be missing Harrison Bryant because of an ankle injury. Um, Stefanski has already said that he's out. So that's two of their top three tight ends. And this is a team that loves to run 13 personnel. That's one running back and three tight ends. So if they can't do that against the Ravens, what personnel package do they shift to? And who does that benefit? Does it maybe mean more Kareem Hunt in the passing game? More Donovan Peoples-Jones, Felton, Schwartz, I don't know, Higgins. Everyone I just named other than Hunt, by the way, is widely available in fantasy. So that opens up some potential options. Never mind the obvious upgrade that it provides for Austin Hooper, their lone tight end left, who's just $3,400 on DraftKings. And we've got some more low-priced options coming up for you. So let's go ahead and kick things off. Time now to break the huddle with my guy, Fabs. Fabs. 
I'm up, let's go! Two on, two on, two. Ready? Ready. Time now to talk our favorite week 14 matchups. We're going to start with the quarterbacks first. And uh, so I realize that this one sounds silly to isolate, but for daily, I mean, obviously in season long, you're always playing this person, but it hasn't really paid off for the last few weeks. Patrick Mahomes has been no bueno in the fantasy football world for a handful of weeks. Now he had that big 36 point surge against Las Vegas in week 10, but man, in week 13, it was 12 points in week 11, it was seven. And then he had 10 in week nine and 14 in week eight and seven in week seven. I mean, it's been kind of bleh. Since week six, again, absent that one week, but this is the week that he is going to go back to being Patrick Mahomes, Las Vegas, allowing the second most passing yards in the last four weeks and the most passing touchdowns. They've allowed 10 passing touchdowns in four weeks. This is a smash spot for Patrick Mahomes. Find a way to plug him in in daily. This is the one. He's the most expensive quarterback on DK. I think he's like eight grand. So you're yeah, stacking you're, with you Travis are, Kelsey. It's totally going to be worth it. That's my, that's my absolutely yeah. rolling on Mahomes, dominating the Raiders again. He's averaged 27 points per game against them in his career. And the last time he had a good game was against the Raiders with five touchdowns. So five of those 10 touchdowns that Lindsay just alluded to uh, came to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott this week. I know he had a stinker last week. Totally get it. He is averaged. 26.2 fantasy points in his last four games against Washington. And their defense has been better lately. You got to give them credit, but they have given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, who has had two very good games in a row, who needs a 10th toe? He doesn't, right? Uh, and he's got the Bears this week, and he owns the Bears. What did he say? I own you. I'm your daddy. Much like I'm the Mrs. Daddy in fantasy football. Uh, he has I mean, he owned the Chicago Bears. Uh, he put up nearly 24 against them uh, earlier this season. I like Russell Wilson this week. And let, oof, let's be fair to oof. Russ. Let's be fair. Rhodes, let's be fair. Mm. Two weeks ago, okay. he was the QB9. Okay? He was the QB9 two weeks ago. I know you don't remember that because the performance was not spectacular. Well, he it, had that late touchdown to Freddie Swain yeah. that put him over the top. This past week, his stat line wasn't great. Blame Gerald Everett. If the guy could catch the damn ball, then Russell would have been over 20 points. He 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 had a touchdown. I mean, it was it was gift-wrapped. And he, blah, 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 and then it got picked off. So Everett yeah. blew that game for Russ. You're right. They've got Houston. Right. 30, 30 for 37 last week. Houston's defense is, is garbage. We know that. And so yeah. I like Russ this week. I think this is a get-right game for the Seahawks passing game. Uh, Taysom Hill, he's playing. Yeah. He's got the finger situation. I know that makes him a little bit of a risk, a little riskier, I guess I should say. But it's the Jets. They've given up the ninth most points to quarterbacks this season. The Jets stink. Taysom Hill. If you can throw four picks and score over 20 fantasy points, that right there shows you how valuable you can be because of your ability as a runner. And then, you know, Cam Newton. Like, I, 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 yes. I get it. I mean, the last time we saw him, <laughs> he was awful. He was awful. But he's got Atlanta yeah. this week. They've given up the second most points per game to quarterbacks. Six quarterbacks have scored 26-plus points against them this season. Plus, in the last four weeks, they've allowed eight passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. That's the only rushing touchdown that they've allowed all year. But obviously, that's where he lives. I agree. It's 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 one that feels a little bit gross because they keep talking about P.J. Walker potentially being involved, but mm -hmm. that Cam is going to start. So you don't really know what to make of it. 
but also from a daily standpoint at $5,400, it feels like a gamble that might be worth taking. What about the running back position? Right. You like the matchup for Javante Williams against the Lions. Melvin Gordon's back to practice, probably going to be back this week, but he scored 20 plus points. Williams did in the game before Melvin was out uh, with Melvin uh, in, on the active roster. So keep that in mind. Josh Jacobs might get like a 50% touch here this weekend because Kenyon Drake is out for the season. Uh, and then Jalen Richard is still on the reserve COVID list. So I don't think they're going to incorporate a whole ton of Peyton Barber into this offense. So Josh Jacobs is a very good play against the Chiefs who have been given up to running backs lately. In that same game, I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The Raiders have given up 18 touchdowns and the third most points per game to running backs. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is certainly in the mix as an RB2 flex against Atlanta. They've given up the fifth most points per game to running backs. 11 have scored over 14 against them this year. And then Sony Michelle, the Rams signed uh, Sargent off the practice squad again. That's probably not the best news as it pertains to uh, Daryl Henderson. That's a Monday night game. I have Henderson in one league because I traded him or didn't want him because he's always hurt. But I feel like Michelle is going to be the lead back in that game on Monday night against the Cardinals. Alvin Kamara against the Jets. Jets allowing the most fantasy points to running backs. Um, 35 a game, 22 touchdowns. If you know, if he is full go and no Mark he Ingram. was a full participant in practice and no Mark Ingram, then I love that matchup and situation for him. Um, you mentioned Clyde Edwards, Elaire, and I'm not going to lie. I told you about my one channel mind. So you may have said these stats, um, but <laughs> um, only two teams that Las Vegas has faced that have not had a running back in double digits were Denver and Miami. And in both cases, that's because they split carries between two running backs. So the fantasy points were just split up, but running backs smashed. This is a great matchup for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm completely on board with you there. And then I also like Fournette's matchup against the Bills. And I know that this feels counterintuitive, but the Bills have allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs in the last four weeks. And I know you're probably thinking that, oh, last this Monday night game, it completely skews things because that's all they did was run. Uh, it's not just last week. They gave up 17 points to Michael Carter. They gave up 51 points to Jonathan Taylor, very memorably. And then, yes, they gave up 17 points to Damian Harris. So I'm just thinking that uh, Fournette is the type of running back, has been of late, that will also be able to take advantage of the things that those people were able to take advantage of. And I kind of like it in a counterintuitive um, good spot for Leonard Fournette. What and about wide receivers? Mind, yeah. yeah, also keep in mind, too, the Bills knew what was coming and could not stop the run on Monday night. They yep. knew it was coming. They knew it was coming there's, and couldn't there's, stop it. There's clearly some stuff happening there with the Bills, yep. right? Yep. Like, yep. you know, I don't know if they're in denial or whatever, like some people are talking about this week, but things are not going as well as they should there based mm-hmm. on what we see on paper. And so they've got some stuff to fix. Who are some wide receivers yep. that you like? DK Metcalf, who has been brutal for four straight games, 11 or fewer points in four straight games. I think this is a get-right game. The Texans have given up the most fantasy points to receivers lined out wide. T. Higgins missed practice today with the ankle. Keep tabs on his status. Uh, as long as he's able to practice on Friday and maybe not even tomorrow, we'll see. Uh, get him in your lineup there against the Niners. Uh, they've given up four touchdowns and the fifth most points per game to wide receivers since week 10. I like DJ and, Moore uh, against and Atlanta. Can I, can I hop in there with more sure. on T. Higgins? 
because this guy's been on fire. And I know you think of the Bengals offense and you think of Jamar Chase. He is out targeting Chase now Yes, as of Sunday in their 10 games together. He's crushing the downfield target since week Mm -hmm. eight. He's completely flipped the script on that stat from what we saw from him earlier. So yeah, he's been, he's, he's the number one graded wide receiver in the NFL in the last two weeks, according to PFF at an 89.9 love T Higgins this week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, as I mentioned, great matchup against Atlanta, Hunter Renfro, who has become uh, a virtual must start every week against the chiefs. And then Elijah Moore mispractice. Uh, he's a little bit banged up. So keep tabs on his status. But if he is a go this week, I like him against the Saints. They've given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to receivers overall and the sixth most to receivers lined out wide. Okay, this one's a little bit weird. Um, Darnell Mooney. Okay, the Packers have allowed double-digit points in the last two games to Justin, Justin Jefferson. Well, the Packers defense has been pretty good. You know what I mean? So it feels like, oh, we're talking about matchup plays. And, and Darnell Jair Mooney Alexander and this, is back to practice too. True. And so that will factor into all of this. But just in the last two games, double-digit points just at the wide receiver position, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Van Jefferson. Like just across the board, everybody eating. You know, So I realize that those are two very good offenses from a passing standpoint um but darnell mooney had 13 points against them in week six to eight targets and a touchdown so something to keep in mind going into that matchup hey everyone it's brad the big noise evans from the fantasy fast track with the fantasy football season upon us catch me and brandon fun buns funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics including waivers trade targets sleepers plus and more Get that first place medal is what you're after. We've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We've got your favorite low-end plays coming up. Our favorite these are low-end really, plays. I don't know if really they're your favorite. Like low-end. Low they're really low this week. Yeah. I know. I don't. I'm. I was thinking it was just me, and then you said the same thing during the break that you have some names that you don't necessarily feel as good about this mm-hmm. week. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, your quarterbacks are actually not as low as mine, so I'm going to let you go first. Well, it's like uh, Taylor Heineke against the Cowboys, because again, <laughs> the Cowboys can give it up to quarterbacks, right? I've got Teddy Bridgewater in here because he's playing the Lions, but like you know, you want low end, like that's low end. I don't. How how much lower could you have gone here, Rhodes? Like, I, honestly, well, I, I look at the list. I'm like, find out. Jared Goff, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, okay. yes. Matt Ryan. Like, yes. who? Ding, what? Ding, 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 ding. Trevor Lawrence. So here's here's do, do what I'm watch thinking. Do you watch him play this football? Not... Okay. Rhodes. Calm down. All right. Calm down right. and listen to my calm down. Telling people to calm down doesn't work. Um. I've come down a conversation I'm with my husband I'm about calm. that. Um, so Trevor Lawrence <laughs> against right. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Tennessee is the third worst against quarterbacks on the season in terms of fantasy points allowed and the worst in the last four weeks, allowing an average of 21 points. The only two starters who have not scored double digits against them randomly kind of okay ones, Mahomes and wins. Everyone else has scored double digits against them including one Mr. Trevor Lawrence, who scored 22 points against this Tennessee squad in week five. So 
from a, whoa, you're raising your hand. What's that? He rushed for a touchdown in that game or else he would have scored like 15 or 16. And do you not think that's at all a possibility? He's a he's a rookie quarterback who might rush for, for a touchdown when the play all year he hasn't rushed for a touchdown in seven straight games. So I mean it's totally, possible. But... It's also possible for me to win a million dollars. It's not likely. No, it's I would say it's far more likely that Trevor Lawrence is going to rush for a <laughs> touchdown against a, a bad defense, particularly if as a rookie quarterback when the play breaks down you might be more likely to tuck it and run. I don't remember if it was a design run. Well, I, th- I, I think we should put in, I, I think we should have a little situation. wager here. Who's going to score more points, Bridgewater or Lawrence? Who do you think? And these oh, are both craptastic picks. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Yeah. What do you think? You, you think Bridgewater, Bridgewater. you wouldn't have said, I think Bridgewater. Right. Yeah. Well, Trevor Lawrence is 5,100. Uh, Zach Wilson is not somebody that I would start. Right. Okay. And he's $5,300. How's he $5,300? Cam Newton's $5,400 on DraftKings. Who's doing the pricing there that says Zach Wilson should be 53 more than Trevor Lawrence and barely less than Cam Newton. I don't understand that, but he is playing the Saints and the Saints allow the second most points to quarterbacks in the last four games, 21 points per game. And he's coming off a 21 point game last week against Philadelphia. Um, but I need to point out that that New Orleans stat that I just threw out there is kind of skewed by big games that Hurts and Josh Allen mm-hmm. had, and Zach Wilson is no Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen yet right. at this stage yep. in his career. So I effectively just gave you a bunch of information that I don't really want you to do anything with <laughs> because I don't think that he is necessarily playable. From a running back standpoint, my low-end guys have really good matchups, but like so here was my problem with the running backs this week. The teams that give up the most points to running backs, like the the matchups that you want to start your running backs against, mm-hmm. several of them were teams that I don't think can take advantage of that. Like, so is Rex Burkhead going to take advantage of the fact that Seattle's giving 30 plus points to running he, backs? I don't, he, I don't he, know. I mean, last week he, he couldn't get it done without David Johnson. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, that was last week, so. I have Burkett on my list, I mean, too, because this is bottom of the barrel. This is Jerry O'Connell dumpster diving. That's what this is. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, you, if you need to, I guess the point of even mentioning that is that if you want to squeeze other people into like a daily lineup and you just need someone who has a mm-hmm. chance that's better than their usual chance at their price point to squeeze in, like Rex Burkett's $4,600. So, you know, are they going to be are they going to be way behind? and not able to run, that's a possibility. Yeah. It's also not a possibility against Seattle. Alex Collins, the, the, the flip side of this matchup also, Houston's been awful against running backs. But, yeah, but you don't know who the heck to know, play is from Alex Seattle. Collins going to be able to take it? Right, well, so, Penny, yeah, he didn't play Peterson last week. Or Peterson or Homer. I mean, they've got, you know, they've, they've, got, they've got a whole bunch of kind of middling running backs. Totally. Well, Alex Collins is back at practice and Pete Carroll says he's going to be quote really active this week. So really take that active. for what that's worth, yeah, but, but you're right. But that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know what to make of that. Jermichael hasty is a guy that you could potentially. That's, that could go be a get. really good one. That could be a really good one. Yeah. In a best case scenario for him, if Mitchell can't go, if Wilson can't go, that's a really good one. Yep. 
Who yeah, you I, have. I've got the te- I've got the Titans two running backs, and, and they're not they're not totally craptastic. The last time they played, they both rushed for over 100 yards against the Patriots. So uh, Hilliard and Foreman, and then I've got McKissick too. He's back to practice if he's able to go this week against the Cowboys. Right? I mean, you know the the Cowboys defense again. It creates turnovers. It's a good fantasy defense, but it, it can give it up uh, to the opposition, and we've seen that all year long. All right, wide receivers. Jalen Guyton is yeah. going to be at the top of the list, I think, for both of us, and this obviously is dependent on what happens from a COVID standpoint with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. My guess is that Mike Williams has a better chance to play than Keenan Allen since he is the close contact and all he has to do is continue to test negative, though Mm -hmm. there's a chance that that won't happen. But I like Guyton. Do you like Guyton or Josh Palmer better? I like Guyton better, but it's a it's an absolute coin flip. But yeah, I have I have Guyton ranked higher. All right. So those are and the Giants are allowing 37 points per game to wide receivers in the last four weeks. That's third most in the NFL. So the matchup Mm -hmm. is good. I pretty much wrote down Chargers. Versus yeah. Giants, like whoever got, goes, and then yep. the fact that those two big names might not go, that does open up a whole uh, other list mm-hmm. of options for us. Yeah, on my list, I, see, I've got Van Jefferson, but he's not, you know, he's not what I would call a, a low end play. He's been really good. I mean, even with OBJ in the mix, he's still he's still getting the job done. And Russell Gage, would you believe Rhodes that he is the wide receiver eight in the last three weeks? But just based on name, he's still not a guy you're playing on a regular basis. Wide receiver eight in the last. He's, he's got targeted he's like crazy last 27 week. Twenty-seven targets. Like when Gage is getting it done and Patterson's getting it done, and Kyle Pitts, you know, four catches for fifty yards. Like I mean, it it it's just it, it's been brutal for him. But yeah, Russell Gage has been really good, and so like uh, uh, probably a popular ad off the waiver wire this week. I would think in a lot of leagues and. Some folks are going to put him into the line. The matchup's not great. The Panthers' defense is, has not been all that generous to wide receivers. But, you know, some folks out there, you got four teams on a bye, you got injuries all over the place. You know, Gage is going to be in lineups. How about Nick Westbrook-Akina? Okay, so the, the Titans didn't play. The Titans' yep. offense is, is awful. It, since Derrick Henry went down, I'm not in on them. But since A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are not there, then that obviously elevates options for us here because somebody has to catch the ball. He led the Titans in targets in their last game with six, plus he had a touchdown. Jaguars are awful. They are Mm -hmm. allowing the seventh most points against uh to wide receivers and then he's very, very inexpensive at forty five hundred dollars. That's somebody I might try to find a way to get in not find a way like that is might julio be where i gonna go play that's what we have to find out is julio gonna play this week we don't know that that changes everything what about a monra st brown too so he's a little bit more expensive at five thousand dollars on DraftKings. but a monra st brown had i believe it was 10 targets last week and then obviously the big touchdown catch too at the end the thing is i talked to chris burke who covers the team for the athletic for my podcast the nfl roadshow available wherever you get your podcast um, Plug. And he he made a point of saying that he thought that that was actually a big game in terms of their passing game, in terms of isolating who their one is, because that's something we've struggled with in the fantasy world all year long, right? You think, oh, it's Khalif Raymond this week because he got targeted the most by a lot, and then it's not him the next week. And so Josh Reynolds has been an option for us on the lower end these last couple of weeks, and that's that's worked out pretty well. 
But Chris Burke said, this is the guy they have wanted to be their one. They've been consistent about saying that. And then they finally targeted him a ton. He's been really good in practices. They want this to move in that direction. And maybe it makes sense as we come down the stretch here to to heavily target this young rookie to kind of just put him in a position to make some plays and see what they have. So I mean, I hope you're that's right. That's another name I might go with. I may have to play him in a couple of leagues this week, and I'm not thrilled about it. I mean, I like the fact that he had the, t- the, the high target share last week, but, I mean, Denver's defense is way better than Minnesota's. Uh, Minnesota's given up, like, the second or third most points to slot receivers this year, and Denver's, like, more in the in the middle. Uh, they're much tougher. So, And it, it, this, is a, this is also, a, you know, a road game. And the Lions wide receivers, if we've learned one thing uh, about them, you know, they are volatile, right? And Reynolds could have a big game one week and disappear. Remember Khalif Raymond earlier in the year, he had, you know, one or two good games. You're like, oh, Khalif Raymond is going to be the guy. And that guy's going to, he's done a Houdini act, you know, ever since. Totally. So like, but, do but I have, do point. I have a like, Ross Brown as my want... number one Lions receiver? Yes, absolutely. Do I trust him? Uh, I'm not there yet. If they want him to be the guy, that's what makes him different than Khalif Raymond to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what sure. I mean? They drafted oh, totally. him. If they him the say this is the guy we would like to be our guy moving forward, then maybe that's something that will emerge. The Jaguars have a great matchup against Tennessee, but who who is playable there? Like, how do you take advantage I, of that? Ten, the Titans giving know. up the most points per game to wide Rhodes, receiver. They've had good matchups and have done nothing. No, I, so like, don't do it. Marvin, no LaVisca, no Marvin. Honestly, like, I mean, James O'Shaughnessy might be the, the most reliable Jaguars pass catcher right now. I I, I mean, I, I picked up I picked up Chenault thinking maybe, you know, he'd get some more burn and some more opportunities once they lost Jamal Agnew. It hasn't happened. Marvin Jones has been terrible. I mean, everybody, like, uh, you know, one thing we don't talk about, we talk about how great Mac Jones is. You know, there's a lot of things that go on at the quarterback. We talk about Zach Wilson. No one's talking about Trevor Lawrence does not look great. I mean, and I get it. It's he's a rookie. It's the Jags. They stink. And, you know, sorry, uh, Jaguars fans out there, but it's true. I, I mean, if I'm, you know, if I'm a Jaguars fan right now, you know, I'm still I'm still feeling good about the future of Trevor Lawrence. But has he popped at all this year? Like, has there been one game where you're like, wow, that guy looks like the dude from Clemson who won all those games? and was considered a generational talent at quarterback. Like, I haven't seen that one game from him yet. No, but you know what's throwing it off for me is that there's nothing that Urban Meyer has done as head coach that has impressed me. Nothing. So I'm also kind of, I feel like we're in a weird limbo spot where it's like there's this guy and he clearly had a lot of talent and we invested a lot of resources in him and it's not working and that makes me wonder... You know, I don't know if they're going to be likely to change coaches this offseason, but I think that I could make an argument for maybe why get they him, should get them an offensive coach if they're going to change. Uh, I don't know that they're going to go away from Urban Meyer, um, but if they did go offense, you know, I don't bring the enemy in there. Do something. Which of the low end tight ends do you like this week? Because we talked about some of the higher uh-huh. end guys like Kelsey smash Kittle against Cincinnati, yep. allowing the yep. third most points in the last four that's smash, right? Like, so mm-hmm. it's really these low end guys. This is where, this is where you have to make decisions who pops. So we talked about Austin Hooper because in Joku yeah. and, and you know, Harrison Bryan aren't going to play. And then Cole Komet, uh, he he's had two games over 14 points in his last four. And he's in the top 10 in targets in his last five among tight ends. 
And the Packers have given it up to tight ends, so I think Komet, especially with Justin Fields coming back, uh, could end up being a pretty good option. And this one here, like, again, I don't trust Evan Ingram as far as I could throw him, and I can't throw him probably nope, a foot, okay? Yep. But Kenny Galladay's hurt. Kadarius Tony's hurt. Sterling Shepard's hurt. I think Phil McConkey is hurt. Stephen Baker is hurt. They're all hurt, Rhodes, all of them. Those are old Giants wide receivers, by the way. Um, I had to throw some of those guys out there. They uh, were the bane of my existence because the Cowboys weren't good at that time and the Giants were winning Super Bowls. Anyways, um, I mean, the Chargers are horrible against tight ends. And mm-hmm. whether it's from or, or, or if it's the neck, Glennon, I mean, they're going to have to throw to somebody. And especially if it's from, you know, maybe Engram is going to be his security blanket, not a great security blanket because he doesn't, you know, catch the ball on a regular basis like he should. But I... I think Evan Ingram, like we're, we're talking about low end dart throw type of like, what the hell? Right. He's, you know, he, he's affordable too. What about Ricky Seals Jones? I didn't mention I either, but I don't even know what yes, his deal yes, is yes, for this that's week. That's a good one. But yeah, You're Ricky right. Seals Jones is another he's got one. A, yeah. Well, as soon as we say this, this is going to be dated. Um, he, he's got to play, right? Cause they didn't go get another tight end. Like they're, well, they're not going to roll out there without one. Come on, they got John Bates. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> Is there any like, chance that you would play uh, Pharaoh Brown or one of the Houston tight ends? Brevin Jordan. Against Seattle, because Seattle is Brevin. Well, yeah, Brevin Jordan. So, yeah. That is, that, right. that, that is craptastic. I think that's the segment. I think that's the new name of the segment. These are our craptastic Craptastic. picks for DFS bargains, right? I mean, like, that's what it is. <laughs> and maybe we have oh, Ani. I use some audio. of them, though. Some of like some of this grossness is gonna some of this grossness is gonna be in a daily lineup that I put together this week, and I know but, yeah. that that is gonna be true for people at home or in their cars or wherever they're listening. All right. Hopefully some of that helps and you also enjoyed the show. If you did and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter at Lindsay underscore Rhodes. I'm also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And a big special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. And we will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see if we were right about any of this. (laughs) Enjoy your week 14 game slate, guys. Serious XM Podcasts.